This is episode 334 of the Real Me and Colon, a movie podcast. On this week's episode, Chase is going to take a look at the 2021 version of Dune, directed by the great Denis Villeneuve. And is it going to hold up to all the praise that you're seeing online, or is it going to kind of fall flat? You're going to have to tune in and find out. This episode starts right now. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to episode 334 of The Real Man Colon, a movie podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chase Lee. And thank you for joining us on this episode, day or night, or whenever you're listening to this. Uh, we really appreciate you guys' support. And before we begin the episode, if you guys could spread this episode around and let people know this is your favorite movie podcast to listen to, that would be much appreciated. Uh, you guys' support throughout all these years is just what keeps us going. And you guys are all amazing. So the main topic of conversation for this episode will be the 2021 version of dune the sensation that's been taken over uh on twitter and i just hear everyone talk about it whether they liked it or hated it i'm just glad to see the the positive kind of momentum for this film and of course legendary announced their their sequel yesterday so i'm glad to know that regardless of what people think of it people are, are finding there's a lot more positive in it for sure and it's really fueling the online chatter. So good for that. I thought um, just with its budget and just the, the uh, you know, the fact that the book came out, what was it, like 50 years ago? Like, yes, it's popular, but like, do our kids going to really care? And I guess that's why you cast like Timothy Chalamet. So, but I'm just glad to know that people are really going after it in a positive way. And I, that's like the version of film, uh, the film community that I like to see is just the positivity around it. So, um yeah, so that would be the main topic of conversation. Um, but yeah, before we get into that, first of all, how are you guys doing? You guys doing pretty good? Um, it is getting towards the end of the month. Uh, the wife and I's anniversary is coming up on Halloween. Uh, we are going to go see The Last Night in Soho, uh, Edgar Wright's newest film. Uh, looking forward to that. Then we're just going to you know, chill and wait for trick-or-treaters. But uh, And that will give you guys an insight into what's going on next week. Uh, I will have a review of the last night in Soho for sure, because uh, I, I just love Edgar Wright, so why not, right? And plus, we watched uh, Shaun of the Dead a couple weeks ago, so it's just uh, it makes sense uh, to just uh, watch uh, watch his newest and review it. So, it is what we're doing on our anniversary. Um, but yeah, that's about it. And then, of course, this past week, I did see Eternals um, in IMAX, and uh, my God, <laughs> what an experience! Because I haven't I haven't seen a movie in IMAX in so long um i think the last one i saw in true imax had it been dunkirk like oh my god yeah that was what a few years back so um that was like the truest like imax experience i had uh last um but th this was quite an experience I'm, i love it when they're just like yeah we'll, we'll show it to you guys uh in imax and you're like okay so that was really cool to see and you guys will um get that review next week for the episode uh, i'll drop that a little early um that way like you guys can listen to it before you go see the movie uh, or you can wait until after the movie but i want to give you guys the option so uh, i will release that uh, episode next week because uh, without spoiling anything in terms of my thoughts there's a lot to talk about and i just want to make sure that i cover my ground with it and i want to make sure like, I, I know what I'm going to say and, like, how I'm going to say it. Um, not because I'm scared of backlash online. 
Um, it's more of just how I'm going to talk about the movie just because there's so much going on. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. That will be next week's episode, and then you guys will get the Last Night in Soho. So that's a little preview of uh, next week. But as far as the for this episode, what have I been watching? i, I got to be honest with you. I haven't really been watching much. I think Eternals was like the last big thing uh, I saw in terms of movies. Um watched the finale of Only Murders in the Building. That is a fantastic uh, little crime caper comedy um, on Hulu. It, it just wrapped up its season, so if you guys were curious about it, I'd say go check it out. Uh, it's very very funny, and um, the chemistry between Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, you never would have thought that would work, but it actually does, but it's a really fun show, and it's super breezy. It's like 10 episodes long, and they're like, 35 to 40 minutes each so you could probably breeze through that in a day um it's uh it was a quite a delight to watch that with uh the wife over the past 10 weeks so yeah oh and i guess i didn't talk about last week but i saw the finale of um season two of ted lasso Woo boy cannot wait for season three I, I love that show so much um and just the way season two ended you're just like my God, <laughs> some, some people, man, they just um, love to go to the dark side, no matter what the situation is. So, um, yeah, finished up that. Trying to think of anything else I've caught up on. Like I said, it's just been kind of a, a busy week to where I haven't really watched much. Um, and, of course, we, we saw Dune. Uh, I want to catch Old. Um, that is another review I might throw at you guys in a mini review. Because I do, uh, I do like me some M Night, and I'm I'm curious to know uh, if this one is going to be, you know, uh, more like more more in the good camp or more you know mixed or whatever. And it's one of the ones I missed uh, in theaters. So yeah, and, you know, I got to catch up on it. And I think that would actually be, work out perfectly um, to review that. You know, last night in Soho and that, and kind of my final two horror films for. It's not going to be in October when the episode drops, but you know, uh, movies I got to catch up on. So, and then of course, Oscar season is coming up fast folks. Um, uh, screenings left and right that I'm being sent to. Um, so you guys will hopefully get more content for sure. Cause that's the whole point is that I either go see them in theaters by myself, um, uh, and pay for it. Or, you know, I have the, the great opportunity to see them early for you guys. Uh, either way, this Oscar season should, uh, uh, have me, see a whole lot more so the ones have i have coming up in the dock for you guys um ghostbusters afterlife for sure uh come on come on uh the joaquin phoenix a24 movie i should be doing that one um if not that'll be towards the end of the year uh when i catch up on stuff and then yeah eternals last night and soho and that's about it uh, for right now uh, i did have a, a an invite to spencer but it's in the middle of the day, and I, I don't have any more PTO. Um, so that sucks, because I, I hear that one is is magnificent and horrific and one of the more trailblazing performances of the year by Kristen Stewart. So sucks I got to miss that one, but hopefully I'll get to review that uh, later on for you guys. But just know that November is almost here. Oscar season is va uh fast approaching us and so you know I, I am ready to hit the ground running for you guys and hopefully i'll have a, a bunch of stuff and maybe i can get joel uh on board for a couple of them and 
you know, maybe we can uh, do some of that. So, you know, just look forward to that. But yeah, this is kind of like the calm before the storm of all the um, Oscar type movies coming out where, you know, uh, reps are like, please watch my movie, consider it. And you're just like, okay, hopefully I have time to squeeze it in my week. <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, looking forward to that. So but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've, I've caught up on. I'm hoping everyone is enjoying spooky season out there. Uh, you know, Halloween is almost here in a couple days and then it'll be gone. But uh, you know what's great about horror films? You can watch them all freaking year long and that's what's great about that genre um i love that genre i could watch it all the time but there's something special about watching um them in the month of october just you know it's fall time it's it's nice and nice and cool outside and you know you freak yourself out quite a bit when you watch these movies you're like oh what's out there uh what's outside of my window or whatever so um what else i think uh if i didn't mention on the previous episode watch vhs um, with my wife and Final Destination 2, uh, I think I, I think I mentioned that one, but we watched VHS. Um, but yeah, we haven't really been watching, watching much, uh, this Halloween season. I'm hoping on Sunday, the big Halloween day, our, one of our go-tos is either watching Halloween, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, or, yeah, not Friday the 13th, <laughs> uh, it's typically, uh, typically those two. Um, so yeah, looking forward to just playing some of those and um you know especially after halloween kills it's like do i really want to go back and watch another halloween movie i don't care if it's the first one or not i'm just kind of exhausted of the franchise so um it is what it is okay so we're kind of rolling into like a like a pre-roll of dune if you will i have never read the book uh i've never seen any of the other adaptations so i'm kind of going into it blind uh just to be quite frank with you guys but Director Denis Villeneuve, if you guys are not aware of his filmography, it's absolutely magnificent. And let me go ahead and just start uh, um, gleefully telling you about some of his his films because I think they're absolutely amazing and he is one of the best directors working today. So in preparation for Dune, um, if you want to watch these before Dune or after Dune, uh, my recommendation is just watch them in general because they are... Uh, I know one of them is kind of under the radar, but for the most part, these are well-known movies. But if it happened to have escaped, escaped you, please check them out. So the first one I remember watching in theaters uh, from Denny is uh, Prisoners with Hugh Jackman, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Paul Dano. Fantastic crime thriller. Um, you know, it, it kind of has the, the look of like a Zodiac, so it's definitely got some influences of David Fincher. It's such a, a tightly edited movie. Like you are just on pins and needles the entire time. The suspense is brewing throughout the entire thing. The um, uh, performances are they they pack a punch. It's some of the best you'll ever see from Hugh Jackman, and I think Hugh Jackman's fantastic. But like when he does stuff like this and it's kind of out in left field, it's um, it's really great. And of course, Jake Gyllenhaal is always fantastic, and Paul Dano. Um, almost kind of a uh a precursor to the batman when he's playing the riddler like now that i kind of think about that it's like okay yeah he can pull these characters off well um but yes yeah, so I, I realize that he's done films before prisoners uh like incendies and polytechnic um but uh, prisoners was the first one i believe is that came to america um for for distribution and so uh, I could be wrong on that, but Prisoners was like the first one just because of Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal pushing that. 
uh, that just makes sense. But Prisoners, please check that one out. For love of everything that is holy, it is just a wonderfully disturbing film. And it really just, uh, you'll be blown away by just Denny's craft and the way he like just makes his films. And you're just like, oh yeah, he's he's definitely one of the best for sure. I love it. So, And then of course that very same year, in 2013. So I, if I remember correctly, um, in Dallas, the way they distributed these movies was Prisoners came out at the end of 2013 and Enemy was like beginning of January of 2014. So technically a different year, but like it was released, I think limited at the end of 2013. But Enemy, 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 Enemy. This movie, first of all, it's it's like 79 minutes or 78 minutes or 80 minutes with credits. Uh, it's a very, very short movie, but it it also packs a punch. It's about a man that seeks out his exact lookalike after spotting him in a movie. And both of those people, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, um, I think this one's super underrated. I don't hear anyone talk about it when it comes to Denny's uh, filmography. But it kind of came out of nowhere. I really enjoyed it. Uh, of course, the end of the film is the most confusing, uh, I would say, out of all of his movies. A lot of people don't know how to interpret that. But that's what I really liked about it because I was like, what does that mean? And uh, when you see kind of some of the other YouTubers that have taken it upon themselves to look into it, they uh, come up with some interesting theories. And uh, those are great to seek out. But Enemy, great little movie that I think this is the, I think the only one out of his recent list that no one really ever talks about anymore, but I would recommend that one. And of course, uh, a couple years later, Sicario comes out. Another great kind of um, crime thriller about the uh, you know drug situation. Um, and what is it? FBI or CIA? It's been a while. FBI. Uh, when FBI agents are enlisted by a task force to aid in the escalating war against drugs at the border area between the U.S. and Mexico, uh, Emily Blunt. This was kind of a, a revamp for her uh, in front of people, and it really kind of uh, showed people a different side to her. It's written by Taylor Sheridan, which uh, this was my first introduction to him. I've always liked his projects. Uh, Hell or High Water, also a great one uh, that he wrote. Wind River was fine, uh, and of course he's uh, popular for creating Yellowstone and everything, so he is on a roll right now. Um, he also had the one Those Who Wish Me Dead, earlier this year that one was fine um but i think even the fine ones like he still knows how to write a great script so uh taylor sheridan first one was sicario great um but yeah sicario also a really great one then after that he did arrival which was his first kind of venture into science fiction and the the uh world of the unknown uh, if you guys don't know what it's about uh, a linguist works with the military to communicate with alien life forms after 12 mysterious spacecraft appear around the world. So uh, Amy Adams plays this linguist and she goes to one of the pods that plop down and she, uh, it's kind of like an elevator. It's really creepy. Like you start out from the bottom and you kind of just like ride it up to the top where in this kind of like dense fog um, is where the aliens are, but you don't ever see them. So it's all kind of playing with your mind and the aliens will throw out like their tentacles and they'll start riding on the barrier between them and the kind of like little area that Amy Adams and all the other scientists are in. So she's trying to figure out what they're saying to them. Um, and, you know, of course, 
with these types of movies, you're always going to have the government be like, you got to eradicate them. You got to kill them all. Please get them off our planet. And then you'll have Amy Adams be like, no, 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 no. They're actually like really nice. They're trying to like tell us something like maybe like warning us of something even bigger than them that's coming or whatever. Like we need to listen to them. So it definitely takes a more um, kind of slower approach to the rest of his films. Um, really makes you um, appreciate this dialogue back and forth between the alien and the human. And you really like start to feel for like what's going on. Like it's a really well-made movie. And I think it's one of the best of um, the past uh, 2016. So yeah, I'd say the past like 10 years for sure. Um, Arrival, great, great film. Um I need to rewatch that one. And then, of course, uh, the following year, he was tasked with directing Blade Runner 2049. I really like this movie. I need to watch it again. But when he made this, for the budget that it was at, because this was also legendary, same company that did Dune, it did not do well. <laughs> and so I, when he was tasked to do Dune, I was like, man, they must really like Denny because from a financial point of view and like a business point of view, why would you hire him again? Um, for me, for selfish reasons, I'd be like, well, cause he's a great visionary, but at the end of the day, it's a business and Blade Runner 2049, regardless of what you thought of it, that movie tanked. Um, it did not do as well as they thought it would. I think it's really great. Um, I need, like I said, I need to rewatch it, but a lot of great stuff going on. But like, once again, a great precursor to how he would kind of adapt science fiction, fantasy, futuristic type of world building because Dune is like a direct correlation between like Arrival and Blade Runner 2049 and when it comes to craft. So uh, I need to, like I said, I need to rewatch it again. But um, yeah, that's kind of his recent run of films leading up to Dune. Uh, and then of course, Dune Part 2 was announced yesterday. It comes out in 2023. So super excited for that. So let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right into it. When we come back from the, uh, the break here, I'm going to be talking about Dune. And like what I thought about it. And um, yeah, so stay tuned for that. And we are back to episode 334 uh, for the Dune episode. And speaking of Dune, let's go ahead and just jump right into it. Let's not waste any more time. Let's break it down. Before I even wanted to watch this. As soon as I heard it was going to be directed by Denny Villeneuve, I was all 100% on board. I didn't even really care what the movie was about. Um, yeah, I've been a huge fan of this guy's career uh, ever since I saw Prisoners back in 2013 in a crowded theater. Uh, or was it 2012? Uh, either way, I saw it in a crowded theater. People went nuts for it. Like That was a movie that had so much punch to it, and it really just kind of came out of nowhere. And he, in my eyes, and especially in the film community, he became a household name. Uh, and I, w I was always curious to know what he would do next. And I've loved every single thing that he's done uh, up until this point. So I was like, I, I am, I I'm down no matter what. So, uh, and then two, this is based on a, a popular book. And that book is a part of a popular series of books uh, with the same name. And so this is a iconic title being tackled by one of the best directors working today. It's got an all-star cast. It's like, what could go wrong, right? So if you don't know what Dune is about, uh, it is about the son of a noble family uh, that is entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and the most vital element in the galaxy, which is a spice 
Um, and it's just on this planet. They go to this planet. They got to guard it. And, of course, there's people that don't like that. And so they because they want to take over, like, everything. So good versus evil, protection over um, land, spice. It's greed. It's, it's just just rich with <laughs> with stuff. So, um, yeah. So I'm going to be honest with you. I've never read the books. I have actually never seen any other adaptation of this uh, story. Yes, even the David Lynch one, and I'm a huge David Lynch fan. It's literally one of the few I have not never seen from him. I've never seen any of the miniseries, so I, this is my first experience with this world and these characters and just the the iconic, you know, foundation that this thing has throughout uh, history. This is my first introduction to it, and I remember watching the trailer, and I, I was. I was intrigued for sure, uh, but once again, I have the the trust of the director and the cast, and you know the way it looks. Like I was like, this has to be good, right? So I watched it, and it's it's okay. And I, I'm kind of in that camp because it, it seems like there's a there's two separate camps online and how people view this film. It's either it's just it's an incomplete story. It's literally just like the uh, first two acts of a story and then it cuts off and like it doesn't have any time to develop anything. It's just all set up. And then you have the other camp of like, this is one of the ma most amazing things I've ever seen. It's a great theatrical experience. Like it, all my senses were blown away from the, the audio, um, you know, like sound design and like just the visual component and just everything about it and being enthralled and uh, being transported to that world. Like those are the two camps that it seems like this this movie is in i am in the camp of this feels incomplete and it feels um like it doesn't have time to develop anything for a part one um now at the time of this recording yesterday they announced part two is coming and let me just put this out there i am looking forward to part two i if they want to make a whole series on this because there are multiple books go for it i want to see more i love this type of stuff just for me personally, uh, for a part one, it doesn't really feel satisfying and it doesn't really do anything for me. And it just does feel like a large amount of setup to an exciting third act that we don't even get. So, but there are great things about it. And I don't hate this movie by any means, uh, but I can see why people uh, would love it. And I'm glad that this movie is, is doing well and it's getting a lot of chatter online because Denny Villeneuve deserves it. He really does. Like he he should have gotten this much praise when he did films like Enemy. Have you guys ever seen that? Great little movie. Okay, so let's start with the good because there's a lot of great things that are injected into the craft of this film that make it stand out and I understand why people are really adoring this film. Denny Villeneuve is a fantastic world builder. He's a fantastic um, atmospheric director. He understands the genre. And when he is instructed to do one particular genre, he utilizes it to its fullest potential. If you watch stuff like Prisoners, for instance, the pacing of that film, the power of the performances, the uh, the mystery that looms throughout the entire thing, it's a fantastic thriller. When you watch Arrival, it's a little bit more, uh, it's a, it's a little, a little slower. It allows you to seep into this environment of the unknown and you know have these you know scientists trying to figure out the language of these aliens and it really plays into the science fiction um 
uh, element and the, the mystery of it. It's just, it, like I said, it takes, it takes its time. It's, it's different. And, you know, uh, stuff like Blade Runner, it's, it's just really great world building to really transport you into the future of where these characters are, are at. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. And he does the same thing here. Dune feels like it's otherworldly. It feels uh, fantastical at moments. The construction of the, the lands and the buildings and the production design, the, the costume design, everything about it, 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 you feel like you're there. You feel like you are a part of this world and you feel like you're Timothy Chalamet because you have no idea what's going on, but he's being injected into this situation. So we're, we're right there beside him trying to figure out what's going on. And of course, like when it flips to like the um, to Stellan Skarsgård, Stellan Skarsgård's world, because um, he is the the villain of this this film, it's haunting. It's it's nightmarish, and that really plays to who that person is. And so, it's, once again, it's just fantastic world building, and it really sets up for this this type of story that I can see go on for several parts and so i'm excited to see it for sure um the other thing that denis really understands is sound design and really playing with your auditory senses and making it making you feel that extra experience on a whole different level because yes the visuals are nice they're beautiful this cinematography is out of this world pun intended and the landscaping of the desert and just the the beautiful kind of openness of the sand and you know just the, these planets like everything about it is gorgeous right but he he also knows how to play with um your auditory senses as well and make it really feel from the the jets taking off or the sandworms going through the sand or when people are fighting and you can feel the the brutality of the the hits on each other like all that it just makes the experience uh, a whole lot better than just being a visual um you know, feast. You want to have that extra element, so he understands that as well. It's a, uh, it's a film that plays both visually and um, auditory that just will blow you out of the water when you're watching this. You're like, wow, this is this is a fantastic film just on those two levels. And Denny understands that. Um, getting the performances out of these actors was a task, a task because this is a very very crowded film. But I think for what you know, for, for the amount of people that he had, everyone, I think, delivers, you know, pretty good performances. Um, and I think a couple of my favorites were like Jason Momoa and Rebecca Ferguson. And, um, you know, some of the kind of secondary characters actually surprised me more than Timothy Chalamet. He's great in the movie, but um, I was actually surprised more about uh, the supporting cast. So I think balancing all of that Plus the getting the performances out of the actors. I think Denny Villeneuve does a fantastic job. My problem is where lies is, is the script. And, you know, this really feeling like a second act movie. Like a, a first act, second act, and it's done. And it just cuts off. So it doesn't feel complete. When you're doing parts like this, you want to have each part feel like a complete movie from beginning to end. This does not have that. None of the ideas are explored enough in this film. A lot of it just scratches the surface. Um, when it gets when it gets going towards the end of the film, some of the ideas that are brought up, I'm like, oh wow, this is interesting. Uh, like there's there's a part where 
you know, Timothy Chalamet is wondering why people are, are fighting in his name. And, you know, this kind of dives into more of like a, a religious, you know, theme and everything. And I hear from the books that is a big part of it, I think. Once again, I haven't read the books. I'm just kind of hearing it from other people that have read the books. But, like, that, that part, that stuff is interesting. But it's like, it's like one part and then they're like, well, we hope you see part two because it will explain it a lot more. It's just like, okay. Um, and so I, I felt like they were undercutting a lot of the themes quite a bit and, and it felt like nothing was really explored or touched upon enough to actually care because another thing about this thing is it feels cold it feels distant i never felt like i was fully inside of the headspace of these characters or like their emotions or like their their um motivations or anything it just felt like this is a a, a pretty shot of where we're at cool they're at this planet cool they gotta guard this spice then we have a bunch of more shots of the desert to kind of pad it out. Then we kind of maybe move on to something else, but like it, it's just kind of an extension of that scene. It just, it never really feels like it, it advances far enough. It just feels like this is a great first act film and it dives into the second act and it kind of just cuts off. Um, so I never really felt like I got to really know these characters and they never really felt like um, um, they were just like, fleshed out to a point where like they can stand on their own for this movie in particular. So I, I was kind of disappointed in that regard. I, I was wondering why it kind of felt so distant and so cold. And um, I think that's why it just, it, it just feels incomplete for sure. And now if they want to release part one and part two as a, a connective movie, I might think about this differently, but for right now, that's kind of where I'm at. It, this mainly falls more on the scripting and just the, the overall execution of this story and how they decided to cut it up. I think that's where I'm finding the disconnect, but there's a lot of great things about this for sure. Um, and I'm excited to see part two. I'm excited to see the ideas explored. I'm excited to see this third act battle that's going to take place from all these visions that Paul is having, you know, Timothy Chalamet's character. So, um, and, and, and that's the thing, like, uh, the the visions of part two that he sees in his head, oh, I'm excited for. Like, once again, just because I feel kind of neutral on this one, like, I'm, I'm excited to see where, where this goes, because I've never read the book. This is all, this is all new to me, so, but I, I love just everything kind of, like, developed in the world. It just never really did anything beyond that. Um, Performance-wise, like I said, I think everyone does a pretty good job, um, and... I think Timothy Chalamet is good in the lead role, but I love every everyone else in the secondary role. I love the the kindness and I love the brotherly love that he has with Jason Momoa's character. I love the motherly bond that he has with Rebecca Ferguson, and she really kind of takes charge in her scenes. Like I just I, I love that Oscar Isaac is is a powerful figure in this, and he really uh, conveys that, especially with that awesome beard that he has. Um, Josh Brolin's not in it that much. Um, but you know, he, he's fine, uh, for, uh, his, his amount of screen time. Zendaya's in there for like two seconds. So I don't know why she's in the promotional stuff. Um, but she'll be, she'll be more in part two for sure. Javier Bardem, uh, Stellan Skarsgård is absolutely frightening. I love that performance. Uh, probably, uh, another reason why I'm, I wouldn't, um, grade this movie any lower. Um, I, I loved his performance. I love the makeup on him. It just, he really felt like this disgusting, evil presence. And you're like, I just want this guy to die. Um, but yeah, uh, 
yeah, and then uh, everyone else that I forgot to mention, all great. Because that's a part of the world building. That's a part of the the um, the scope of the film. You want this to feel like this epic adventure that's happening on multiple planets and having all these um, big stars in it definitely helps. Uh, the score. I uh, just want to add one last thing. The score is fantastic. Hans Zimmer is one of the best of all time. I I adore that man. You know, I, I think I was first introduced to him. Oh, God. What was the first movie? Oh, I, I have I have no clue. <laughs> I can't think of it. But every time when he pops up um, with a score, you're like, all right, how is he going to outdo himself? This score is on a whole nother level. And if he doesn't win, uh, or at least get nominated for the Oscar at this point, I will be very, very upset. But the score is, once again, absolutely fantastic. And all this to wrap up and say... I saw this on HBO Max. I did not go to the theater for it, so I stayed home to watch it. Will it, Would it have been better as a theatrical experience? Maybe. But I saw it at home, and I, uh, I have a big enough TV and a sound system to where I felt like it was fine to do that and review it that way. Um, and I, I enjoyed myself. And I, you know, for the second one, I'm glad that they're going to do away with the, the streaming and the theater option. And they're going to say, this is theaters only. So you better go to a theater to see part two. And guess what? I will be one of those people to go see it. So that will do it for my review of Dune. Please let me know down below what you thought of it. Tweet at me. Send Joel and I a message, you know, an angry message towards me uh, considering what I thought about it. And go read Joel's perspective on it because I think he um, uh, liked it a little bit more than me. So, you know, that that's what I like about this film and kind of just showcases a bunch of perspectives all right so yes please let me know what you thought of dune uh so that will do it for this episode of uh real me and colin movie podcast uh, i almost said the number before guys my brain is just fried today anyways thank you for joining me on this episode of this podcast next week for episode 335 will be marvel's eternals uh it will be a fun conversation it'll definitely be a long conversation there's a lot to cover so buckle in these episodes, uh, as of late, have been running about 30 to 40 minutes. This one might be a full hour, folks. So, um, yeah, super excited to talk about that. I might do a non-spoiler and a spoiler section, but I haven't decided yet. Uh, but I will alert you guys if I do that in the the actual recording. So, But, yes, next week, um, Eternals. And then you will also get uh, a mini review for sure of Last Night in Soho. And you might get one of old if I get around to it. But if not, last night in Soho for sure. So that is your upcoming week. Um, should be a lot of fun. But thank you for joining me on this week's episode of the Real Me and Colin Movie Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chase Lee. You guys are awesome, amazing, just downright the best people on earth. You guys just need to know that. Um, so thank you once again. You guys are uh, amazing. And uh, I can't wait to talk about next week. So uh, I will see you then. Goodbye.